You are listening to Through the Greenhouse Haze on Open Lines Radio. Uh, follow me on Instagram. My name is Mark at tincan.telephone. Um, Holly is not on the socials at the moment, so you can't follow her. But uh, do follow Open Lines Radio at Open Lines Radio because she does appear on Open Lines Radio here and there. Uh, she makes guest appearances and um, validates our existence. Um, what else? Oh, so, hey, um, thank you for listening. And um, thank you to all of those who have been donating lately. It has really been awesome. The, um, the support that we've been seeing um, the last couple of days, uh, w what's happening is if you donate $20 to Open Lines Radio, uh, you'll get a three-card tarot reading by me, and it will be posted to the Hobo Safe Camp uh, Instagram page. And so, so the easy way to do that is to just go to www.openlinesradio.com and click up uh, donate through PayPal or donate through Venmo. Um, donate 20 bucks uh, put your username instagram username on there so we can tag you on instagram and it's really been um great to uh not have to worry about um paying all these fees this month because uh you the listeners have done it for us and that's what this is all about that's why we do this that's why we continue to um, bring you world-class content directly to wherever you are all right, I'm going to shut up now. Um, this is Through the Greenhouse Haze. Enjoy it. One, don't smoke, and don't stop. Just you and me, getting high and hanging out. Getting high and messing around. Getting high and trying to figure it out.
to meet a beautiful girl and drink fancy cocktails without a care in the world. But you get scared they're all gonna find someone else. So you find one and tell her things you're dying to tell. We got high to a record, I forget how it went. It was a song about love and at the time it made sense. But when the side ended, we just laid there in bed. You would fall asleep, but I stayed up in red. I made a list of everything I said I never meant. Considered all the things I never said, but I digress. I got dressed, kissed your forehead, and left. You called me when you woke, but I was sleeping off the meds. Yogini, Buddhist, monk type hermit character that was out walking in the forest uh, in search of fruits and he got tired so he laid down under this tree and he fell asleep and he had this really like the most intense and vivid dream he had ever had and there were these maidens in the air kind of swirling around him and just being playful um, these nymph-like goddessy creatures and uh, he was just so happy and then he woke up and he looked around and he was so sad to see that they weren't actually there and that they weren't actually real and so he he, get, he got up and he turned around and hanging from the branches of this tree were these big pods that looked like women these beautiful um pods hanging by their head off of this tree like seed, po- seed pods yeah but they were women like in the shape of a woman or yeah actually in, the shape, in the shape of all a the woman. features yeah that's the thing so he picked two of them and he was going to take them back and show them to everybody or whatever so um the thing that i actually watched on it they actually had um these artifacts and they are quite quite interesting the Nerophon is what they call him um, I guess there's this old story about how when Indra was creating the universe uh, he had his wife and child out in the forest and he had built them a little hut and he was off busy doing Indra things and it wasn't safe for his beautiful maiden of a wife to go walking in the forest to gather food by herself because there were other creepy hermits and and although the people the monks that they spoke of uh, were were buddhist and had conquered many things they still hadn't conquered lust so indra made they were monks or they were hermits yes both hmm. they were wanderers like solitary and- monks yeah yeah so he was away and he didn't want his wife to be in danger of a of a liaison or a, a sexual predator while she was gathering fruits. So he planted these 12 maiden maiden trees. And whenever she would go out, they would each of them would bloom a couple of fruit and distract distract <laughs> interesting to say distract right the hermits. I turned my ringer off. And the hermits would then make love to these maidens and they would fall asleep for 4 months. And lose all their powers. So anyway. This guy has two of them. In his possession. And you should see them. They're crazy. They're like little. They almost kind of look like shrunken heads. Or they had them tested. They even brought a sample of the material to the United States to undergo testing. And they couldn't find any DNA. They could only find pollen. And they have organs, but they have no bones. So wait, so you're saying that this hermit guy fell asleep under a tree. Yep. And had visions of fair maidens. And then when he woke up, he happened to be under this tree that had pods that were maidens. Yes. And he snatched a couple of them. This was recent? Yes. And they sent them in for testing? Yeah. No DNA. But, I mean, you should see them. I wish I could... Um, well, what do you mean when they have organs? Like, they have hearts? and. Well, like, that's what the legend says. Yeah, oh. they have, like, all the human organs, but they don't have any bones. And if you don't pick them within, like, I don't remember if it's 7 or 12 days, then they just kind of dry up. But if you do... Into old maids. But if you do come across a fresh one, 
a fresh maiden. She'll become a physical maiden. You can make love to her, but the cost of it will be uh, all of your magical powers and four months of sleep. Do you think that's what happened to, uh, oh, what's his name? Oh, what's his name? guy that fell asleep for all those years. Rip Van, Rip Van Winkle? Winkle? Maybe he met a Nerophon. Yeah. Maybe. So they're kind of like these uh, these fairy muses through history. and There are people who have claimed to see them, people who have claimed to have gathered them, but this guy seems to kind of have the only two that are... Um, but I don't know. Is it a hoax? Is it real? <laughs> is there, is there a, a tree that grows fair maidens? <laughs> Do beautiful women grow on trees? I don't know. Because Indra deemed it so. You would think that somebody would have found it and had been would and has been sourcing fair maidens. So there's all kinds. Yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of little. You can buy the dolls, I guess, if you tour that. What is it called? That region, a nerophon. Nerophon. It's the maiden fruit. Like? Yeah. Can you eat it? I don't know. Hmm. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> How if it's a fruit? Well, it's in the shape of of a woman. Yeah, but does it taste good? <laughs> <laughs> You're weird. <laughs> well, if it's a fruit. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe it's a hoax. I mean, it's it's whatever it is. If it's a hoax, this these two that this guy has, I don't know how he made it. Made them. They're distinctly different. Um, you can see all their little features. Their spinal column. It's strange. Yet they have no bones. quite bizarre it's all plant material from what the test came back but they, it looks like little bodies yeah oh they're quite strange that's very weird yeah so they're kept in like a temple now are they worshipped yeah hmm he lets people pick them up and stuff well we're so wait so he's just got these fruit that aren't rotting like how they're dried they're like dried pods now hmm they're like the only two in existence? Like, yeah. Others have claimed to see like the fruit on the vine but couldn't produce like evidence of it. Hmm. He was at the right place at the right time. I guess waking so. Waking up from his dream. Chosen huh. one, I guess. Weird, huh? Very. Very weird. Truth or hoax? <laughs> I don't know. Is hoax the word? Well... I guess because this guy would be like, I mean, saying, "Look what I have." These it's are just... these very. If if this is a hoax, this is some very artistic. I don't know how he would. I don't know how they would be made. They're very, very strange artifacts. Maybe they're three D printed. Out of plant material. <laughs> hey, what, just let me believe. Be, just let be me something? believe in Faye, Okay. Imagine. Just let me believe in fairies. a three D printer that can. Use Crafter. plant material. Oh. To create all kinds of sustainable things. Yeah. Hmm. Or plants. It can make a flower. Why would you make a flower <laughs> out of plants? <laughs> because you want to have more. You're weird. So that's one thing I came across. Huh. And then I came across this other weird thing. It's all, always weird things with you. But what do you got? I got nothing. I'm just chilling. Don't you like weird things? Yeah. I'm, that's what I'm sitting here. I'm enthralled. Enthralled? Yeah. I don't feel that that's... I am. I'm totally... Okay, this one's kind of relevant because of everything that went down with the Albert Pike statue a couple of weeks ago. And it had all kinds of people looking up, well, who is Albert Pike? He was like this big... Big guy in Freemasonry. Also a big racist, right? KKK? Yeah, that, they say that, yeah. yeah. He started the KKK? I don't know if he started it or if he was some a kind founding of... founding member? I wish that they would have used something other than wizards and dragons because it really is a pisser that KKK gets to claim <laughs> cool mythical... <laughs> take symbols. back the wizards uh -huh. back. <laughs> I'm taking back the wizard back and the dragon too they're not for you guys but um 
So Albert Pike, you know, he was kind of the leading Freemason authority at the time. And he had written a book, and I don't remember what it's called, but to say he wrote it is kind of a, isn't really fair because he basically just took snippets of a bunch of other philosophers and compiled them into his own type of treatise. So he had this buddy, um, hey buddy. Leo Taxel, uh, a Frenchman, and he was trying to be a writer and he just couldn't get any attention on any of the pieces that he was writing. And so he, you know, started in Freemasonry and he got kind of far, but he wasn't like in the inner circle and he couldn't kind of breach this boys club. So um, he claimed to have this epiphany. He was going to leave the order of the Scottish Rite and he was going to go be baptized publicly into the Catholic Church. So he makes a big stink about it. He does it, um, you know, has this, uh, what's it called when you, the word evades me. Anyway, he's Catholic now. What? Re Reconversion. Okay. He con a conversion. And, and people, you know, people were wondering, is this a legitimate conversion? Like, you know, what, what's his angle here? So he gets it in the church. And he starts writing all these uh, books and uh, exposés on these insane uh, satanic rituals that were happening inside Freemasonry. And this, of course, caught the attention of the church because, like, I mean, these were some scandalous accusations that he was making. Um, like, they tie, they tie up a naked brother and give the blindfolded man a sword and he has to poke around and uh, just all kinds of weird sexual stuff. And so the Pope actually says, you know, this is just a great thing you've put out. Thank you so much for uh, exposing the truth of all this. And the Catholics are really backing him up. And he's just selling books like crazy, like he's never been able to sell before. And uh, most of them are at the expense of Albert Pike because now everybody's looking at this once powerful philosopher guy and the leader as um, a Satanist and just terrible, terrible things were said. Then uh, Leo says he has been speaking with a great granddaughter of the Rosicrucian Thomas Vaughn, Diana Vaughn, and she had made a pact with the devil and the devil had written its curse on her back with its tail. Just this completely salacious tale of uh, the devil writing on this woman's back with his tail. And it was said that Diana had a, a like a demonic consort of an alligator who could play piano. Outrageous claims. He sold more and more and more books all the time. As it comes back around, right at the height of everything, he decides to come out and publicly announce that he really didn't convert full and wholeheartedly to the Catholic Church, that that was just part of his game, and he wanted to thank the Catholic Church for helping him sell all of his ridiculous books about Freemasonry, which he completely fabricated. Hmm. But took out Albert Pike in the, which he had the little rivalry against uh, anyway. But he just wanted to publicly thank the Pope and the Catholic Church for helping him reach his bottom line. And it also came to pass that Diana Vaughn was also just a figment of his imagination, um, and all of her writings, from her point of view. But he was writing these things that seemed scandalous to sell books. And he said, and so later, you know when they asked him about it, like, don't, didn't he feel terrible for lying to everyone and everything? And he said, no, I'm, humans are literally so stupid and so gullible. You believe these claims of which I had no proof whatsoever. And the weirder I got and the more stuff I made up, the more you ate it up, the more you paid me, the more popular I got. Yeah, so you can see how, like, the media... Yeah. Would sensationalize So he's like things. walking around the village one day with his clique who think he's just like this great, uh, 
you know, exposer and, uh, and, uh, prophet of sorts, you know, shining light on all the dark. And he's got his little group around and, and he just decides to like make up the story. And he says, Oh, last night I had a vision and a visitation from Nautilus. And they all went, Oh, they start spreading. He's, he's had a visitation from Nautilus. Nobody even like, he just made it up. But they assumed that Nautilus must be this demon. So their imagination started running away with, and he's just really just seeing how far he could push the lie, waiting for someone to go, uh, where's your proof of that? Where are you coming up with this stuff? Like, show me. Nope. They've all believed him. They wanted to believe that all these, uh, crazy it things was a were weird, happening. It was a weird time back then in like the forties. Right. Um, I'm assuming that's about when this was. Maybe it was earlier, or yeah, it might have been um, a little earlier. But, but it just. I'm sorry. It just it's just people were so the things that people like bought into like was is I I, I guess it still happens now, but it's not it's not the, it's not the same weird. Are you kidding? You don't think like PizzaGate and Deep State is like equally grotesque and captures people's attention yeah yeah that's that kind of stuff but there also were yeah i guess you're right but but have we changed at all (laughs) i don't know it's just there there just was this fascination with uh satan and the devil i mean it's and that's what's kind of fizzled out maybe satan himself has found a way to uh, integrate into normal society so it's no longer shocking but even into my childhood um, in the mid '80s, there was all this the devil worship uh, stuff going around, and 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 we we couldn't we had we had next to our house kind of this uh, it was just like like I don't want to call it a forest because it was just this drainage <laughs> thing, you know. But there were trees and a little river that went through there, and you couldn't be down there after dark because the devil worshippers were down there. Yeah, and, we always and used to get grandparents that threat too. always don't used go out to. There. Be, be used to, and I don't know. Like, was that just a threat they used to scare kids, uh, or were they really scared? I remember, I remember sleeping on my friend's trampoline one night in his backyard, which was on the, the edge of this little woods, yeah. <laughs> his house, and hearing just the general noises of out what's out there, and just imagining it being devil worshippers in some kind of ceremony and being terrified. Have you ever come across a, a site um, that has been used for satanic rituals? Yeah. Have you ever, yeah, have yeah. You ever found evidence yeah. aside from like 666 spray paint on the wall of a cave? Like, have you ever actually found like ritual evidence? I don't know. I, I mean, at the time I probably thought it was, but it might not. I mean, you know, just like burned stuff, but like never like sacrificed remains. <laughs> I wish I had kept it maybe i don't maybe i definitely should not have taken it and i'm glad i didn't keep it but um starvation reservoir out there kind of by emory county Uh in utah yeah um me and my cousin robin we were exploring some caves on the shore that was not really accessible by roads or anything you kind of had to boat into the cove in order to get into these little caves and we found uh, a wooden altar kind of a driftwoodish looking square piece with a pentagram in it. But was it a pentagram or maybe it's just, you just got to turn it around. And it's a star. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, is it? Yeah. Was it really that or was it just right. that? Was or was the... it someone like leaving an offering for mother nature out there? Like I would do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But the, the, the the theme that was running through life at that time. I mean, remember like Motley Crue oh, used yeah. to be so scary, shout at the devil. And when you look at that stuff now, it's like bubblegum pop, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like that was like that was the stuff that our parents were like like nervous. And maybe it is. Maybe maybe looking back and it's actually looking like bubblegum pop means it worked and it means it's integrated. It's integrated. And, yeah, and it's, it doesn't strike fear. It's not shocking. I did have um a really weird experience with a couple of my friends uh, in Memory Grove. We were just, uh, well, sometimes 
I shouldn't even admit to this. So sometimes me and a couple of my friends, like Matt and Chris and uh, Bree, we would go take this trail that kind of cut through lower Salt Lake City and you had to crawl up this culvert for a long way. Like you had to crawl up the drain pipe. And um, anyway, we were out there one night with flashlights. <laughs> it's a really weird place. Yeah. It's, it's weird in the daytime. And, uh, out there. Well, originally we had gone... <laughs> this is another stupid story. Um, my friend Jimmy had just got his nipples pierced. And it was hot, summer, whatever. We were trying to find the rope swing. Anyway, he he took the rope swing and got into the water there with his newly pierced nipples and got just a terrible, terrible infection for the next couple of weeks. But that's just an aside. So we were there and we were screwing around. We had flashlights and... Um, I don't know, we were always looking for urban legend stuff. Like, we'd go to uh, Emo's Grave or the Witch's House, yeah. all of the Hobbitville, all those places. I spoke about Hobbitville, I think, a couple episodes ago. Um, but we came across this group of druids. They were in their robes, like, doing druid stuff out there in the night doing and druid doing stuff. druid stuff for sure and we were like what, what is druid stuff they were standing in a circle around Chanting a tree and stuff yeah they were kind of murmuring it wasn't really discernible and uh we were like whoa check it out like the druids or whatever and then we got freaked out we started to walk away and just then like this huge gust of wind i remember because they had my hair down my hair just lifted like straight up and we just like got the hell out of there it was crazy they put a spell on you something nuts nuts yeah yeah memory memory grove i was mm. called it was a weird place um beautiful though but yeah but i guess it's, but now it's different now there's not that same there's there's weird shit and and but but it's just it doesn't have that same eerie feel of the occult to me any, anymore yeah and maybe it's just because the occult has been illuminated there you go so there's no longer that and it's a pretty prevalent theme these days occult everything still i mean we say it was like the big deal back then with like motley crew and baphomet and pentagrams but it still kind of is and witch culture is uh stronger than ever now strong as it ever was yeah but i don't nobody's scared of devil worshippers anymore right that's not what you're scared of when you go camping no you you're get right. scared of bears <laughs> <laughs> i get scared of uh, <laughs> uh nipple piercing infections and bacteria <laughs> in the water sounds painful it was awful oh jimmy what was he thinking? But but I, I know I I have talked about it multiple times on various podcasts that just how weird early America was or early 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 the early twentieth century I should say but I, I we'll probably look back fifty years I mean sometimes I see stuff from the nineties and I think holy crap that was the fashion in the 90s like it seems like so old <laughs> like that i can't believe like that was we were still rocking that stuff in the 90s but we so, so yeah it does feel like a weird bubble of time because i feel because i feel the same as i feel felt in the 90s so it's weird to see how fashion has changed <laughs> when i have not <laughs> Everybody was wearing the hammer pants with just crazy designs. And, like, the more colors, the better. I had, like, neon paint splatter on black hammer pants. Yeah, it was, unfortunately, I... It's crazy. I had one pair, and they were blue plaid. So they weren't crazy. They were they were more I, I think alternative grunge bring, guy. bring fluorescence and neon back. Day I'm ready glow. for it. Yeah. I love that. Let's Where let's do go? double scrunchies and and claw bangs again. Where did all that stuff go? Shirt tails. We don't have to do the claw bangs, but <laughs> <laughs> puppy shoes. It was always a competition on uh, who could get their bangs higher back then. 
Yeah. I remember walking into my cousin Val's room. Direct result is, and of just, that is global warming. Yeah, it was just all Aquanet. It, like, coated her furniture. Just a light coating of Aquanet lacquer on everything. <laughs> she had a Ralph Macchio poster. Those were the days. Keeper Sutherland. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look at well, look at the movies and stuff. Lost Boys and. Yep, yep. We were scared of the evil. I guess there still are, but it seems like the, the scary movies now are, seem to be like more bloody and shocking and. Yeah. Less lore. Yeah. More gore. Bring back the lore. Bring back the lore. We're sick of your gore. <laughs> More lore. Less lore. Well, and there's there's lots of lore that is yet to be um, explored. Someone should make a Nerophon movie. Yeah. They should. And then have they, they come to life and kill everybody. That's, that's what it would be. <laughs> so maybe they shouldn't. No, they were muses. They gave you gift of, uh, gifts of musical inspiration. You just crashed out for four months after. Maybe that is what happened to Rip Van Winkle. Maybe that's what happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> Four months later. And get a burst of creative energy and that's then... That's it. I'm taxed. <laughs> Call me in a couple months. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> for sure. That's the elusive muse for you. They grow on trees. Well, if they grew on... Maybe... So, 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 so let's say that muses grow on trees... Are they being kept from us? Are, are there people who have muse farms and they only the certain people get them and they keep the rest away from the public? Or are there just not many trees? Are they just not known about? Like, I think another part of the legend was um, that if the Buddha's teachings lose clout on earth, the trees won't bloom. So it's all because... Of Christianity. They're not worthy. The maidens will return. The pod maidens will return when humanity is deemed worthy again through Buddhist teachings. Oh, man. <laughs> Who knows when that'll be? Right? Maybe never. That's why you can't find them these days. That's... That's, uh... Well... I mean, but... People do have strokes of genius still people do still have moments of inspiration what's where are they getting it from if it's not from these tree muses who knows where thoughts come from <laughs> <laughs> they come from the devil worshippers in the cave they just appear well there's what? still weird stuff out there to discover it's been uh when I get stressed out about like current events and, and media and stuff, I like to go on a good internet rabbit hole caper. Uh, Wikipedia is really great for that. I love it. It's got I love a caper. <laughs> take you down other roads while you're in the middle of a road. Yeah. What a gift and a curse at the same time. Like just today, I went on a John Fogarty <laughs> rabbit hole <laughs> and then escape from twitter violence <laughs> yeah i was reading about how uh his brother died and they weren't really getting along when he died and so he had a really hard time uh, and had to find it within himself to forgive himself for being on bad terms when his brother passed and it kind of changed his tune from it being that argumentative fogarty that <laughs> you know what he's doing now no. He's like in quarantine at his house, his fucking mansion in Sherman Oaks, but his whole family's there with him. And he's got their, they've like got this new now, band right? called The Family. And it's him and his two sons and his daughter. Nice. And they're just, they just do these like Instagram jam outs. Jam outs. Well, I got to get on board with that. And they're like, they like have this van. It's all painted out. I, like you know, and they and they all sit around this van, like in the driveway, and, I love and it. jam out. I love it. That's awesome. Like the daughter's back there playing guitar. So, like she's like eighteen, you know. That's like this, and then like the other kids. Here, the funny thing is, is like 
is is John Fogarty looks like the most modern <laughs> of all of them. <laughs> He's got these kids like they look like they're just in their twenties, but they have his old haircut <laughs> from the <laughs> from the sixties. Let's and bring like, that back too. Let's bring back uh, Fogarty hair. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> it's bad. It's not as bad as the claw bang. Oh, it's, it's up there. Why are humans this way? Why do we do this to our hair? Because uh, Paris tells us to. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion centers of the universe. That's right. Of the universe. Oh, hey. Did you see that UFO over Long Beach? No. Yeah. Yesterday. Hmm. Crazy. What are they attributing it to? No one is saying anything. Hmm. It moves quite erratically. Really? Just before, uh, just before dusk over Long Beach. I wonder what it was. I wonder what they wanted. Me too. Do you you know what? Um, we're not really thinking about because we live in America and we don't really think about drones that much. But there's drone technology that we use all over the world. These silent things that fly, surveil and drop bombs. And you know they're flying over these protests. You know they're surveilling from the sky. Yeah. And at, at what point do, do grenades start fly, falling from the sky in Yikes. in America? I don't want to think about that. Sorry. For some reason, I was thinking about drones. Because <laughs> we're talking about UFOs. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And so it's really hard to even know because, um, of course, if... Even if it's the U.S. and we've made these great drone technologies, they're not going to tell us what they look like. Yeah. Nope. And reveal the secret. Maybe it was. Maybe it was. Uh, um, it was the U.S. flying aircraft out there because they reversed engineered a alien. Yeah, that, that's craft. one of the theories, right? But I sure don't like these. This uh, Gestapo abductions going on in Portland. That's freaking me out. What's up with that? Sorry, I think I turned the the, the tone. <laughs> yeah, but what's up yeah, with that? Yeah, that. Well, that's. I mean, is this real fascism. life? Holy fascism. shit! I was thinking. Um, I don't want to go there. Go, go ahead. No, just just thinking about how. Um, to go back to the forties, thirties, and forties, and just look at Germany. And think about Germany and like, let's actually for once um, use history to to stop to stop it before stop it, gets it before to it gets point. there. But you could go back and you could you I could imagine just normal Germans who just were living their lives, not necessarily in big cities, not necessarily in Berlin, but you know, just like the outskirts of Germany. Mm-hmm. And as as Hitler was coming into power, you could see how they might just let it happen because it really wasn't affecting them. If anything, they were like kind of benefiting from it. Meanwhile, the Jews of Germany were not. And that's kind of what you see this parallel with this Black Lives Matter movement, where you have a group of people who are like, hey, uh, rest of the country, uh, we're Germans too. And you see what the government is doing to us, but because it's not happening to them they're unsympathetic yeah and so i could see so you, so then it just slowly happens and all of a sudden the nazis have taken control and you're under hitler rule and it, mm-hmm. it's happened yeah they also exterminated the romani <laughs> yeah they did uh right underneath everyone and don't hear about it a whole lot because no. the Romani had already kind of had to erase their own identities just to be there. So it was really easy to just uh, sweep their their murder. The Romani are an interesting story. Very. Those gypsies. You uh, recently discovered you have some gypsy blood. I don't know. It's not confirmed. It's not confirmed. Possible. It's possible. It's possible. But, like I said, because they were so good at erasing um, <laughs> and assimilating 
And that's kind of the thing they did. They entered a, a community to survive and they would change their name to whatever their name needed to be. They would pick up the local customs. They'd pick up the local religion. Well, that's what people did when they came to America, too. They changed their names to something more simple and just picked up the white yeah. bread American <laughs> <laughs> customs. Yeah. It's sad because, like, uh, I mean, there's pro- there's no way for me to ever confirm my... Well, maybe. I mean, I, I won't say never. Because there's strange discoveries all the time. Yep. In my family. <laughs> in all families, in I all think. In all families. Um, yeah. I'll keep, I'll keep chasing a caper. You're a caper chaser. Caper chaser. Keep your paper, I'll take the caper. So what was the deal with the with them? With who? The Romanies. Why didn't people like them? People did. But the Nazis didn't. Oh. They rounded them up and took them to camps, just like they did with the Jewish people. I see. Usually when people started getting upset with the gypsies, that's when the gypsies would move on to a new town. Well, well, how come they were known as swindlers? Because they were swindling. They were, they were entertaining. <laughs> That's I mean they. Because so I, could, I get that. I get that. Kind of when you're an entertainer I, I, working for having people like tip you, basically as an entertainer, you kind of got to put on. Okay, and so they kind of invented a couple of things. Like they would say, "Oh, I, I'm a great seeress, and I saved a nobleman from." misdeeds through my crystal ball reading and he gave me this notification so that I can have a safe passage through this wilderness and so anybody would bother him they'd show him this fake decree of safe passage because they had helped some count or some you know and just just creative storytelling I guess is how they got their reputation but because they had traveled so far and everywhere they had been they picked up local knowledge, um, you know, by the second wave, they had become blacksmiths because that's what they learned uh, by being right up there against the Ottoman Empire music. I mean, they're just so worldly, they could just pull anything out of their hat in a new town and it would seem new to the people of that place because these people weren't world travelers. There was no There was YouTube. no way. Right, exactly. So they had all kinds of, of interesting stories and interesting fashion and different poems and music and methods of entertainment and crafts, too. Leather crafts, blacksmiths, card readers. So what you're saying is things haven't... You don't think that you're... Have this in your blood? <laughs> I will neither confirm nor deny the aroma in me. Oh, it's too funny. Yeah. What a world, huh? Yeah, but you can see why, if the conjecture is true, if, if this hypothesis is true, I could see why uh, this ancestor of mine would have probably been drawn to... Uh, the Mormon church at that point, because they were kind of vagabonds in this history of being exiled and loved and exiled and loved. And, you know, it was kind of a similar path. Probably the same maybe reason why I just can't settle down and I just keep moving all over the place too. Yeah. But yeah, but it's fun to move. I agree. Maybe, maybe you. Oh, for sure. For sure. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's interesting to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I've been, uh, I've always kind of, I don't know, I just, just DNA is, I've just, it weird to me. And, and it's just no, nothing I've really been able to grasp how, uh, how, I don't know, it's just, is we we carry and we these these memories and 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 then the what goes forth in our DNA into our offspring 
like if they're carrying memories Mm -hmm. is it like the memories you have up to that point trauma up to that point (laughs) and the new memories you have don't get passed on because in in the genes anyway or is it is it not even or is it not even trauma is what leaves probably just impact just because it's a survival mechanism if if you if the trauma is familiar on some level, you're less likely to uh, die from it, I guess. Right? Even if you haven't consciously expected it, if your cells can react. Yeah. Well, and, and, and maybe it's more of um, the people who have the more reactionary um, genes just live longer because they're jumping from danger. And so it's not really a larger a trauma-based thing. It's just that that those genes are present to. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just I just I've really been having a hard time with life. It's just so. It's a weird thing to be a just, person right it's now. It's just to be anything right now. <laughs> it's like what <laughs> the hell is going on here? What What is what? this? You see, you see people walking down the street. You see, you see someone on a bike. On a, on a narrow lane <laughs> and you're trying to drive and you're like, what are you doing here on this bike, on this lane? And, and just what, like, what goes through people's heads? That was just a stupid thing. But Have you noticed if you take, if you get on Live Oak right here, there can be no one else on that road, but that low, narrow point where, where the, the tree two comes trees into the road. are on yeah. both sides of the road. You will always pass. Yeah, it's like a portal. Yeah, there's like they just come, someone just materializes there every time, and then I can drive the rest of the mile stretch uh-huh. without seeing a single soul. But at that point, where it's the most and how crazy is it that you so narrow? You leave your house, and that person leaves their house at completely different times, but the exact right time. It's so not that you, the same so that person you I meet there. No, no, but whoever it is that day mm-hmm. has left their house. At a different time and with a different place to go, and you meet at that rain or same shine, spot. morning, afternoon, it doesn't matter. I can't cross that threshold without meeting someone in that exact. And then you kind of like flinch passage. because it's so. I go white knuckle, and it's you know, yeah. you can see where other people have scraped that tree. It's got a big reflector nailed into it now because it's taken a hunk out of more than one <laughs> have you seen the bigfoot crossing yeah. sign on that street <laughs> yeah that's funny oh that's funny there are still some funny people out there and some weird places yeah vortexes yep centers of energy it's weird it's weird how it all kind of plays out like that why does it happen why do cars need to pass each other right there? Is this some kind of energy field that needs to be created with two cars passing that the earth is like... I've tried to think about it. Is it just because it's like the lowest point and so like the velocity is the same? And that bowl? Like it kind of dips But in there the... still would need to be somebody yeah. get to that exact spot at that exact time. I know. It's so trippy. Why? <laughs> I don't know. And the fact that I notice it. Yeah. bothers me too it's like why can't i just be a dumb oblivion oblivious person like i hate when i start noticing glitches in the matrix because i'm already having enough anxiety right now yeah, without, yeah, yeah. without like physical proof i'm in a simulation there's already enough shit going on that the <laughs> last thing you need is handle to it. <laughs> well maybe maybe someday we'll find a magical tree that bears and use fruit (laughs) the renaissance will begin there you go i hope it's soon but i don't think it will be (sighs) let's just say yeah it will be
shopping carts from the mall and took him to Utah, which was Zion. He built an empire out of the desert, out of the dust and the sand, just like Las Vegas. But he never took the rap that the mafia did. had 13 beady-eyed babies, one of whom I used to go to school with. He'd drive his car at 110 down the alleyway, throwing cinder blocks at trash cans. And I declare on this occasion, I've never seen this heaven or this place any differently. But now and then I dream of the flying saucers, and they're coming to take us away. 